this is it. The wait is over. Ninjas vs. Monsters is coming to DVD and video on demand. In the UK on January 26th on DVD at Amazon.com and wherever you stream movies. Then on February 3rd in the US, Ninjas vs. Monsters explodes onto DVD. For exclusive offers, go to ninjasvs.com or go to iTunes, Xbox, Comcast, PlayStation, or wherever you rent or buy movies. If you're a Trek-Off fan, that DVD has Justin and Alexia doing a Trek-Off commentary right there in the DVD. It has Alexia in a starring role. It's written and directed by Justin. You should really go right now to ninjasvs.com and check it out. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. My name is Alexia. Uh, today, we, so I have to be honest with our audience listening right now that uh, the fact of the matter is is that the episode you heard last week was recorded like before Thanksgiving. Um, we have really not gotten together to record for a while, and there's so much to talk about. Um, uh, and so uh, while you guys heard us in the last like 11, 12 days, uh, this is the first time we've gotten together. I'm so excited and I'm really excited because we have from the fully disclosed podcast, Bradney Lowe's. Hi, Brad. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Uh, first of all, um, really quick, uh, and we'll get more into your podcast later, but in case people turn off in the next 30 seconds, where can they find your podcast? You can find it on iTunes or SoundCloud simply by searching for Fully Disclosed Podcast. What What is your podcast about? It's about anything my heart desires at that particular moment. <laughs> Give us anybody that anybody that's interesting. Examples. What's your three favorite examples that, like, if, if people were to read, like, their three shows they should download outside of ours, and we're going to have a show there in a few weeks too. So, um, yep. but outside of our show, what should people download on your show, like, just to get a real flavor, a sampling? Costco okay. sampling of your show. <laughs> um, first of all, you should probably listen to the episode with Billy Krauser. Um, again, I give a warning at the beginning of that. That's probably one of the most uh, vulgar of our episodes. So anybody who's uh, yes, that, our audience is going <laughs> to hate that. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's probably proper. for your audience. That's probably going to be the the first one they should listen to. Um, so guys, it also what, wipe wipe the cum off your tummies and go listen. <laughs> um the second one i guess you should probably listen to is uh frank romano um he he really is a very intelligent guy and the issues that we were talking about with the middle east is very important in the world right now and a lot of americans in particular have no clue what's going on so that's definitely a pretty important one to listen to as far as another one to listen to i would say you could listen to dr elliot maynard simply because it was one of the strangest ones um that i've ever had we I we ended up coming on to talk about his book, which was um mostly about like how we're going to interface with technology in the future and how that's going to work. Ooh, like we the singularity. Talk, yeah, he, ta- he was talking about stuff like that. Um, and it's a bunch of quantum science and stuff. He was talking about uh the fact that he knows of these alien exist and that the government knows about them too. And he was telling me about these different races of aliens and stuff, and it Whoa. became very interesting. So, I mean, cool. you know, yeah, that take great. that for what it's worth. One of the big things about my podcast is I don't 
anybody for what they're talking about. If I disagree with them or if they say something I think is off the wall, I may question. But if whatever they say back, I'll just accept that. I'm not going to sit there and argue with them over something that they're <laughs> talking about because that's what I hate about television now and, and radio is it just seems like it's a big argument and it's just a big show. I disagree anymore. with you and I think that you're dumb. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Alex, you know, you know, well you, played, you, sir. You see how, how you deal with Justin. Do, do, you know, <laughs> do you know what Brad just told us is that he just totally tolerated us on his podcast? I know, right? He was like, so basically, y'all are fucking nutto. I wasn't going to argue with the fact that vulgar and crude and crazy. Yeah. No, no after your guys' plays, that'll be the number one episode I'll tell people to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. There's so much to talk about, guys, and I'm going to lead for a little bit because there are some major shit that has happened that we haven't discussed yet. Um, uh, and uh, the first one I want to talk about that uh, I asked Dar- uh, Mr. Sorry, Mr. A to not uh, mention to, uh, to Alexia is, have you heard the Star Trek news? Uh, I, no, I guess I have not. So fucking check this out. We all know that J.J. Abrams is not doing the third Star Trek movie because he's doing this other movie, which is also something we're going to talk about. Um, but uh, the movie, um, the Star Trek three, so to speak, was going to be directed um, by uh, Robert Orsi, um, who uh, who co-wrote the first two movies. He'd written a full screenplay. Uh, he had. He's been a producer. He was signed on as director. Uh, everything was signed off on. Um, they had started pre-production on the film. And then he turns around and says, you know, I'm not going to be directing the film anymore because I think that somebody else might be able to bring my vision into better fruition. And like two days later, it was announced, yeah, they're not really using his screenplay anymore. And now he's just like, I'm just kind of producing it. Um. They are absolutely, and here's the thing: they're still, I think, supposed to be shooting in February. Like, okay. like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the last part, how far into pre-production they are, but I do know that, like, this film was supposed to start, and it's gone off the rails. What they've done is they've, um, uh, I think it was. I think it was the guy who did the last couple Fast and Furious movies has been signed on. Oh dear lord! Um, oh, oh here's the thing. But hold on, before you guys get pissed about it, there I haven't seen all the Fast and Furious movies. I saw the first I one. Either. Um, I haven't seen it. And I'm gonna admit that I actually like I saw like the first one, I wanna say, and I thought the first one was good. And the My understanding of the that, series no, is that is that the first one's good, it goes downhill, downhill, down, downhill, but that the last two have been really, really good. So you know, Paramount. I want. Good. I'm not. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not. My knee jerk reaction to be upset isn't because I think that the last two Fast and Furious movies are poopy. In fact, I have one of them, and I'm looking forward to watching the the newest one. Like, it's not that. It's it's the type of movie that that is. That yeah. Comes- yeah. Well, like, and the, not yeah. Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's, it's really it's it's action <laughs> junk food over the top, and it's and it's great for that. You know what I mean? Like right. We're just talking about like I like I like those movies. There's nothing against that, but that's not Star Trek to me. Right. It's just not my genre. Like it was just not never any movie that I was interested in seeing. But I mean, with the the franchise too. Like I look at it as the franchise was. 
they were going to keep producing them even if they were going to be crap. Well, I mean, there, there's a question about that because they, I mean, they stopped producing them for half a decade. So, at least for the Star Trek. Uh, here, can I? Do you guys mind if I read something to you? So this is this is from E Online. Uh, the Enterprise may be even faster and more furious on its next voyage. Justin Lin, Hemmer, jo- good name, good name. First of all, I like him already. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that it was supposed to say Justin Tim Payne. Um, but they know <laughs> There's that, a typo or a mistake. They know that now that Ninjas vs. Monsters is done, they know that I'm starting uh, going in whole hog next week into editing uh, the Trek off picture. So they knew I was busy and that's why I turned it down. They were like, well, fuck, we already said Justin. So they went with Justin Lin. Uh, Helmer of the first of three of the Fast and Furious films is said to have gotten the nod to direct the third installment of the Star Trek franchise. J.J. Abrams rebooted the cult classic storyline and directed the first two films and will remain as a producer on the third. Deadline was the first to report that Lin's ascension to the controls after the exit of Star Trek co-writer Roberto Orsi, who, like Abrams, is still a producer. The short list of Orsi's replacements reportedly included Edgar Wright, who's no longer making Ant-Man, but Lynn certainly knows from action and billion-dollar blockbusters. Um, and it goes on to say how much money Fast and Furious makes and stuff. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, my understanding is that the, that the Fast and Furious movies not only have incredible action scenes, but the, this big focus on family it's a family family you know what i mean like that's the big thing but sure. it's all sort of all sort of superficial superficial it's sort of what they've already done frankly um where where the emotions are all on the sleeve and 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 you feel it while you're it seems like if someone's going to continue in the vein that they've already done this guy will do it but i mean you never know he might see it as an opportunity to do something else yeah, I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's certainly possible that he could you know take the opportunity to sort of branch out and you know explore his own repertoire a little bit more potentially, but I don't know, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hear a lot of confidence. Yeah, I just, I, I, it's because I don't know at this point. I, I've, I, so I've had this this sort of thought in the back of my head for some time now because i don't know if, if you guys have seen um the latest hobbit movie i but have i have, I have thoughts on, i have i have thoughts on that oh you might have to shut your shut your ears brad because i that's one no, of the that's, things i've I read to talk the book, about so it's not what happened <laughs> it's not okay what yeah none um, of it. yeah so like it and here was the thought that i had while watching uh the most recent hobbit movie i was like i really feel like i need to go home and rewatch Lord of the Rings because did I just think that those movies were good and they really were poopy and and because this is not very good like is it me or is it Peter Jackson who's fucking up like you know what I mean is is it me being like bitter and old and crotchety and like get off my lawn like that's the problem and like if I was to rewatch Lord of the Rings right now today I would not like them as much or is it because Peter Jackson's fucking up so like I don't know I feel like my 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 mindset like I'm so much more critical um, than I used to be I think well and, well, and think- this is also beloved I mean this is like like at least for us you know I mean fucking we do a Star Trek podcast you know right? it's like like this matters and I love that they're I like this guy's a, an A-list director and I love that they're doing that if you look back at Star Trek Nemesis they got a guy who was an editor and who had directed one like low budget film he had directed uh, um, the fucking sequel to the U.S. Marshals 
is what Stuart Baird had directed before like Nemesis came out. He didn't care. They didn't spend much money on it. It wasn't like it wasn't just it wasn't done by a pro, by a guy who's really a pro. The guy who's coming in to do it is really a pro. And and you gotta you gotta at least be happy that 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 the studio is treating Star Trek as a priority, which before it was like they were just when Insurrection was coming out, they're just like, Yeah, we'll just put one out every couple like if you read like the the behind the scenes on how much they skimped on money on those films because they were like well, even the original ones, like where they're like, if you watch Star yeah. Trek Two, all the half of the big effect shots in Star Trek Two are just reused from Star Trek One. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, but that doesn't bother me as long as the content is good. No, and that's the thing is that 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 so much more of what this movie is going to be, in my opinion, the writing is going to really, really matter. So yeah, for, acting, like I just it's for me it's the writing and the acting, like you know what I mean. Like I think I've that's well, the directing like, matters too, but the but the but the exit of Bob Orsi might not be a bad thing. He's not a terrible writer, but like it might be time. Like maybe they'll get someone in like, wouldn't it be great if fucking Nicholas Meyer from Star Trek two, um, or even Ron Moore were to come into like fucking like write a really good Star Trek story. Well, sure. I mean, I just don't, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's what the people, what, what's the studios more importantly, what the studios think the people want, right? Like I think that's the problem that I'm like currently having well, so like, like, the, like that was the issue I had with the Hobbit. Like it was like, it was just a bunch of special effects and we're going to have five armies, wait, five armies fighting at once. Five of them motherfuckers. Well, here's, Cause, here's... Cause just a war ain't enough. Five. <laughs> we'll get, That's we'll, a real we'll, war. Oh, we'll fuckers, we fight this guy or even like three armies. Fuck that shit. That's childish. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, Peter we'll, Jackson. We'll, I'm serious. I just feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that's somewhat Hollywood right now, period. Do you know? Like, it's like, what except, is the most craziest? What can we do? Like, well, we could have a car chase. Fuck that shit. A car chase isn't enough. Let's have the cars <laughs> drop out of planes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know what I mean. It's like this level of escalation. Like I just watched the the most recent Jack Ryan flick, which I hadn't seen, and you know I love Chris Pine, and like and being a person who rides in motors, like and I actually like a lot of things I accepted of this movie. I was like, okay, it's a spy shit, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, I kind of thought it was okay. It wasn't too bad. No, I did too until the end, like when his buddy like comes out on his motorcycle without a helmet. And Chris Pine's character, who's never ridden a motorcycle before in his life, just hops on the motorcycle, chases the dude yeah. down. And wait, and- wait for it while he's doing it because it gets better. While he's doing it without a helmet, never having ridden a motorcycle before, he proceeds to have a cell phone conversation while <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And And then when he's done with his phone call, there's like some debris (laughs) in the road. And so he's like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go up the side of this wall, motherfuckers. You want to know why? Because this is Hollywood, bitches. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, my gosh. You're amazing. You're amazing. You just took his breath away. Oh my god! It's a new, it's a new one right there. I, I just, I just had a sarcasm. Um, (laughs) That's the greatest thing ever. (laughs) That word. Um, I, 
I mean, yeah. So I here's the thing, though. I mean, in the same week, though, that Hobbit came out, Birdman came out, which was great. And oh, was, I haven't seen it, so oh, it's wonderful. Okay. Oh my gosh! It's but isn't really... that an independent movie? That's not a list type big well, big budget, except, Hollywood, right? Except, well, it's got it's, it's got enough. it's big enough. It's got Mike Michael Keaton, Emma Stone, Zach Galifianakis. I mean, I'm clear that Edward, it has ca- good cast. Edward I'm Norton. saying it's not. It's an art film. It's an art film, though, right? It like it's a, not a big budget blockbuster Hollywood I've film. Never over the place, so it's it's Oscar bait, is what it is. It's Oscar bait. Yeah. It's an Oscar bait film. Okay. My, my, yes, they're going to make Star Trek a big fucking action movie, but I just hope, I like kind of hope beyond hope when they do the writing that it's, so here's the thing that's going to piss you off a little bit. Um, What Roberto Orsi wanted to do, the big thing, he wanted to save the Klingon War for the fourth movie. And he wanted the, he wanted the third movie to be a time travel story. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, to their future, where they would encounter old Kirk and Spock. He yeah. felt okay. it was he, he felt it was really important to see William Shatner in one of these films, and he thought it would be really interesting to see what old Kirk and Spock would look like in this, in this timeline. timeline. Yeah, that is interesting. I like that idea. Um, mm-hmm. And and the studio was like, no, no, we don't think that's that interesting. And we did time travel. <laughs> And enough with the time travel. And you've set up all these stories. And I and I actually agreed with the studio on some of these points. It's like you've set up all these story points to now say, yeah, we're going to completely ignore them and do another time travel story, which would mean that that Star Trek Seven, Star Trek Nine, essentially Star Trek Eleven, and Star Trek Thirteen, as well as Star Trek Four, were all like five of them are, are time travel stories. And I think the studio was like, kind of enough's enough. So I kind of understand. Okay, four was four, seven generations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. There's, it, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Generations. Well, I kind of think they needed to set the third movie up to deal with the Klingons. They need to answer for what happened on Quonos, like in the in Into Darkness. Like, it, someone's got to answer for that. I agree, and I and I do want that as a as a continuity guy and as a guy who like loves the Klingons. I want to see that too. Um, I've always, I've said in a number of episodes, I would love for it to be the Borg. I mean, there's just this part of me that's like, here's the, it's not my Borg exception, obsession. I want to see, see, even Brad's with me on this. I want to fucking see how Kirk deals. That's the thing. I don't care how Janeway or fucking Chakotay deals with the Borg. I don't care that much about how Archer deals with the Borg, but how Kirk would deal with them. That's really interesting. And I don't want a fucking Borg Queen. I want Kirk against the unstoppable force. He would just kick their ass because he's fucking Kirk, dude. Yes, like, but that's you know why what? they won't tell that story because they're like, dude, you know how it goes. Well, like, yeah, we don't actually have to show you how it would go. Well, it's predictable. But that's every rip his dick out and slap him across their Borgy cheek. Yeah, but the end of but it. you know what? I think the studio is also saying you can't have Kirk just whip his dick out at the end of every movie and go, I almost lost, but I forgot I had this. Splap. Why not? Wait. Credits. <laughs> Quick, do it. Do the voiceover from the beginning of the show and roll those fucking credits because we're done. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, the, the fan in me really likes the idea of, of the, of them meeting with future them. I agree. In this timeline. Yeah. Like, I don't need it to be the whole plot. 
You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I feel like there are, while yes, we've done time travel and yes, we've even done it in the reboot universe. What we haven't done with that time travel is gone back. Do you know what I mean? Like what you talk about, your your whole plot hypothesis for why there is no alternate timelines because they there's something that happens and they go to the future or they or they fuck up the past and they go and they fix it, right? So that's your whole premise for why there's only one timeline. Sure, but the, like, Star, the Star Trek First Contact premise, yes. But thus far, <laughs> in this reboot, right, we've seen time travel in so much as they've traveled from the future back into the past, but they didn't go back. There's no going back. Like they came and decimated a timeline and now yeah. we're watching that timeline. This is a planet. Right? So that's not, it's not the same time travel story. If you know it what would I mean. Be, it would be cool for, to see a story that could kind of integrate this enterprise into the timeline that we know and love. Because here's the other thing that I'm wondering um, and this is a this is something to wonder. You have to imagine that Paramount knows that there's only going to be a certain shelf life for this run of Star Trek movies. The actors uh-huh. are expensive. The movies are expensive. They're expensive mm-hmm. to make. Chris Pine's becoming a bigger star. Zoe Saldana is a huge star now. Uh-huh. Uh, Simon Simon Pegg is not cheap. Um, uh, so you have uh, you you you. Uh, I mean, unless it's for sex. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you have to imagine that they know that the adventures of Captain Kirk are going to have to end soon enough. And so they have to be thinking television. They have to be going, the next incarnation of Star Trek is going to have to be something else that's on television. And how do you get the casual viewers and the old fans all to watch it? And I, it's the timelines are so complicated. You wonder if like, they would want to do, here's a movie... Like everybody's looking at the fucking Marvel method because that's the big thing to look at is go like Marvel successfully has two television series that integrate with a larger cinematic universe. And, and Star Trek has already done that. We're all like, isn't it amazing that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can be on the air and it's the same thing that's going on in the Avengers? And you're like, yeah, but the fucking Defiant shows up in First Contact. Yeah, like, no, I, I, like, yeah, I'm like, y'all motherfuckers yeah. know. It's been done. It's been, been done. Star Trek yeah. been do, been done doing that motherfucking shit. So so you got to imagine that that it would be really cool to to but like there there are people who don't like like our very good friend Paul Sieber does not like this our incarnation of Star Trek. And oh, if yeah. they put a television series on TV that is just geared toward the super action mega Kirk you know, Star Trek that that the old fans are not going to tune in and they you want them too. So I wonder if a movie that is well enough written and a cool action that also allowed you to integrate the timelines, that would be kind of like I wonder if there's like a sort of uber overreaching look at Star Trek as a whole that is what they're thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how yeah. to do it either, man. What am I, a screenwriter? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought I actually thought you were. Yeah, but I don't do screenwriting that has some weird, like, sort of reality resetting time travel. Really? Oh wait! <laughs> oh, wait Spoilers! Wait a Spoiler, alert. Spoiler alert! You know what would be interesting is ninjas, if ninjas, ninjas <laughs> were to show up, <laughs> and 
here's the thing. Here's how we lead into the fourth movie. If the fourth movie is about, in fact, the Klingon War, the ninjas are what are the reason that that whole thing gets kicked off, right? They start ninjas that shit. Klingons. Ninjas yeah. versus Klingons, bitches. Just oh saying. fuck! If I had the ability, so um, <laughs> what does uh, the starship look like? You you, you can't see it. <laughs> it doesn't even have a motherfuckers. It doesn't even have a cloaking device. You just can't see just it. Can't. It's, it's it just, just has no sneak- shape. No, it's just a sneaky ship, right? Like they just know how to move fast and like mm. hide real well. Like they don't need a fucking out of here. Brad, cloaking if- devices for pussies. Brad, if you knew the answer to that question, you'd be dead. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and then I want to jump. I want to jump to Brad. Uh, uh, real quick but um in fact let's just jump to you now uh because i'm going to totally derail our conversation and go uh we, we've talked enough about this stuff i want to know a little bit about you sir uh tell me about uh oh. why you i why you became a podcaster and what what sort of possessed why would you get into this crazy world man well actually uh that was a lot of kevin smith's doing um, I figure if I kiss his ass enough, maybe he'll eventually come on my show. Uh, but that's a pipe dream. So, but really, it, it really how's that working out for you? Know if you pay him five hundred bucks, he'll promote your movie. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Too bad be. I don't have an extra five hundred bucks laying around. <laughs> or a movie. <laughs> or a movie. That's nice. <laughs> I like that. I love that your first concern was the five hundred. <laughs> the movie's an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could always think of something. I mean, I the money is always together. I mean, fucking a. I know that guy Justin Timpain does. If I think yeah. he can do it, shit. If that guy can do it. That talentless hack can can. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was my exact thought process, so. <laughs> it's that I was a talentless hack. That's the first thing you thought of. Uh-huh. Justin Payne is a talentless hack. Uh, uh, step A, Justin Payne is a talentless, talentless hack. Step C, profit. Step B is what I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, so where are you located, dude? I'm actually in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which uh, is a city, according to Pennsylvania. In reality, it's not. Like, what section of Pennsylvania? Like, where? Where's the nearest thing to you that I would know about? Uh, I guess State College, where Penn State's located, the closest. uh... My my brother went to Penn State. I've been there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's about an hour, hour and a half or so from us. So I mean, far, but not really. We were actually talking about it a little bit before uh, you were able to make it. Um, he was telling me how he lives in the he uh he grew up in the Footloose town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew oh, up in a little awesome. town called Mifflinburg, and we were actually talking about how at, at dances they actually had like outlawed like certain kinds of dancing. Oh my gosh! Right? Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. How far are you from like like where the, like the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair is? Uh, that's in like Lancaster area, so that's probably yeah. about like two and a half hours or so, three hours. That that is the one place I go every. That's my like like annual pilgrimage to Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Which is weird because I only never been, I need to be. I only I only live like like forty minutes from Pennsylvania, but <laughs> but like yeah, that's that's it's a great fair if you can get a chance to go there. This is Justin, and I've been paid by the pen. No, I haven't really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 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 bring me like give me give me your background like like what like right now you're a podcaster. What were you before, and what what led you to this world, man? Well, actually, what I still am is a college student. Um, I'm a 26-year-old college student. Uh, anyone who's been in college as long as I have is typically called a doctor. Um, <laughs> I don't even have my bachelor's yet. But that's uh, that's not really 
because I'm not intelligent enough. Uh, it's actually quite the opposite. I have been so intelligent that I have not been able to figure out what I want to do because I have way too many options for what I want to do. So and what what are you studying now? Actually, oh, he he disappeared. Come back. He's studying. He's studying uh, audio production. We can't hear you at all, dude. <laughs> and I don't have time to edit, so this will all be in the show. Yay! <laughs> Are you there, Brad? Huh? Brad has gone bye bye, Egon. What have you got I'm left? Back. All right. Back? Oh. Wow. So this is what's called the Dead Air Podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the Dead Air Podcast, where we have nothing but dead air all the time. Here's some dead air for you now. He'll figure it out. That was that was amazing dead air. Did you enjoy that dead air, Alex? I did. I did. That's a matter of fact. It's the best dead air that we've ever had. Ever. Anyway, uh, biology oh, chemistry. There. Yeah. Biology chemistry. Looking to teach high school. That's what I'm looking to do. Cool. Oh, cool. But um, um you know. So you could actually. Is, the podcast's getting pretty popular, so we'll see what avenues maybe that opens up too. Do you ever talk about that stuff that on your podcast? Like, do you because that's like where you're what you're studying? Like, do you ever talk about yeah. like Ebola and, you know, and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, I have at times. I do um, a number of special episodes that I call the panel episodes where I get a group of my friends together because they're all uh, very interested in different areas. Like, I have one friend who's uh, very right wing and very into guns and stuff. So he comes on to talk about that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, we've talked about some things like Ebola, and that whole thing was nonsense. Like, that was just a big media scare to begin with. And anybody who, you know, really pays attention to biology class knows what viruses do and how they work. So, oh, I didn't yeah. Mean, I know I, I was topical and I was somewhat being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real reason I was asking, because, like, I actually did, like, a lot of research on Ebola when I was in college mm -hmm. back in the dark ages. Because yeah. um, uh, the hot zone had come out. Mm -hmm. and, no, the the mm -hmm. there was an outbreak, which was based outbreak. on the hot zone, and yep. so I I wound up, and this was in the early days of the interwebs. I like went to the 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 computer lab at my local college, yeah. and I looked up all this stuff on Ebola because I found it fascinating. Um, because so like what you like that stuff to me is actually scary. Like I can watch horror movies all day long, it's like whatever. But like how do you, how is that for you learning about it? Cuz I think that would just make me afraid to ever leave my house if I studied that. No, I think it's fairly powering. Like to learn about something and how it operates, you can learn its weaknesses and in its defenses too. So I mean, the more understanding you gain about something, the less fear I think you have it as well. It's the same thing I was talking about when you asked me, you know, what episode should somebody listen to if they want an example of my podcast? And I think that the Frank Romano one with the Middle East, like people are scared of Muslims and Islam because they don't understand it. Like it has nothing to do with them actually being scary. We look and see that they're different. So it's scary. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, fear is the root of all evil, really. And it's really just the more you know about anything, the less scary anything is to you. Well, you know, fear leads to anger. And anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. That's what that's what in, in the parlance of uh of of theater we call a segue. Um because there is another mega sci-fi event that happened at the time that we were a part. And that is a certain a certain trailer came out right around Thanksgiving that we have not discussed. Ugh. Um okay. so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The trailer. For the Force Unleashed, your thoughts go. 
Force Unleashed? Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called the Force. Uh, no, sorry, no, the Force Unleashed. Sorry, the Force Awakens. The Force Unleashed. I was about to say that's the yeah. fucking video game. What are you yeah, talking about, yeah. dude? The like, so here's the <laughs> So here's here's what I want. I want I want a discussion without discussing the lightsaber because that's its oh, own discussion. No, here, no, no, no. That's bullshit and stupid. It's stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. That's its own discussion that I want to have on this podcast today. But first, everything else about the trailer. What did you think about everything else you saw? You go ahead, Brad. I can't remember anything but that dumb lightsaber. Yeah, um, honestly, I didn't see two. I've I've heard people having issues with the Black Stormtrooper. And, you know. I just don't see too many. They say because the stormtroopers are all supposed to be clones, but like the empire was dissolved like at the end of six, so I don't understand. I don't see why they would have to still be clones. Well, so I don't see why that claims about the black stormtrooper hasn't seen the first three fucking movies. Just because right. he's wearing a stormtrooper's uniform doesn't mean he's a fucking stormtrooper. All right, yeah. well let's let, let's take it a step further. Um. Uh, just so we can talk in universe about Star Wars, the clone troopers. If you if you read the things that are still considered canon, like there. So I just uh, I just read or listened to the book Tarkin, which is a great book if you get a chance to read it. Um, and it uh, it is basically an adventure with Tarkin and Vader that takes place between uh, episodes three and four, like like kind of like the five or six years after uh, after episode three. Um, and there is, there are a, a bunch of clone tro- or, or stormtroopers. The stormtroopers are recruits. They're people that have been recruited to join the Empire. And in amongst the stormtrooper brigade, there was an old clone. And the clone that was in that brigade was kind of looked down on as like, oh, you're old. That's from the old era. You have to keep in mind all the clones from episode. Like if you look at how old. Uh, look at how old uh, Mark Hamill is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Hamill is in his 60s, and mm-hmm. and he would be 20 years older than the end of the Clone Wars in Episode 3. So the clones would be 80, and the Empire stopped making clones. The yeah. Clone War, When the Clone Wars ended at the end of 3, there were no more clone productions. So in this, in this book, Tarkin, that I read, there was this kind of feeling that the clones that were still enlisted were kind of the old guard and they're the old thing. Um, and there was one clone who was a really cool character, but it was kind of the, the new younger recruits didn't have respect for the clones. So, so I understand how people who don't really think it out would see a black stormtrooper and go, but aren't all the stormtroopers clones? And I, don't, defin- I don't either. And, and I don't the though. Definitive because- answer, the definitive answer to that question is no. No. None of the star, stormtroopers at are this stage but even if, are going to be clones. But even but here's the thing: like, let's take that off the table and say that even if they were, even if all the stormtroopers were still clones, um, I don't know about anybody else, but I remember this scene. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it's been a while. Um, where Luke and Han Solo dressed up as stormtroopers to try to rescue somebody or something. Yeah. So but they might have been you know what? This is a stupid conversation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> in in fairness, I my understanding is that that guy is actually a stormtrooper. But they are whatever. Like, I'm just saying I'm just like yeah. seeing an, an image of 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 him in the stormtrooper. Wasn't there a line like aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper or something like that? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, my point being, like, there's nothing in the actual teaser because they don't tell you anything. It's literally a shot. A shot of a dude in, in a particular outfit. Out. He does have a helmet on. He just looks all freaked out. and Like, so we actually have no context to know. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, people made that leap to be all pissy. Period. Internet racism. Well, people will find <laughs> any reason to be pissy about anything. I think maybe half of it was racism, and I think the other half of it was going, I want continuity. I want continuity. They want continuity porn. And the fact is is that if you really get into the – like even on Rebels, they they have they have uh, Stormtrooper tra- training camps. Like it's, it, is, it is not what it used to be. It's not the clones anymore. So that's not an issue. Uh, what do you think of a little rolling, rolling ball droid? Uh, stupid. I mean, I don't see any reason for it. There's, it just seems purposeless. Really? To me, other than, like, other than being kind of neat, like it's cute, but I don't see any possible like yeah, need like for that. What is that? Talking about the lightsaber? No, no, no. Oh, I'm talking about the little soccer ball droid. People hate yeah. that ball droid. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I nothing it. <laughs> you know what makes me excited about the ball droid is my understanding is that that is not digital. That that's Uh-oh. a real thing. That actually will make me okay. That that, I, they, that they built that pra- they built that practically. That's cool. I, I yeah. anything practical uh, gets my okay because I'm I take so. Back my, my right. nothing. I take back I my take nothing. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that could save it for me. Like that knowledge would make would absolutely makes a difference to me because yeah. I'm so done with CGing everything, especially when we can when we cannot. It's too easy now. Yeah, it's it's such a cop out. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like instead of true artistry where we could like make some shit that's fucking awesome, what mm-hmm. we're going to do is just CG it. If you guys get a chance, you should look up the George Lucas cut of the teaser trailer. Oh, it's amazing. Have you seen the J.J. Abrams cut of the teaser trailer? Uh, I mean, what? No, the J.J. Yeah, Abrams where, where, cut. Where, I, I assume this was the J.J. Abrams cut, but I no, guess no, there's where, where, where something it's just else all, out there. It's all lens okay. flares. Just lens it's flares all everywhere. Lens flares. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> More lens flare. <laughs> the only thing this the only thing this movie's missing, lens flare. Lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It'll be there. I guarantee it. Oh, it'll All definitely right. be there. So let's talk about the lightsaber. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Mr. Mr. A, um, I'm gonna let you go since you and I started a conversation that that, that I then paused I, and I, just, I am I, hitting I, resume. Awful and unnecessary. Uh mm. and and like, I don't like the blade either. The blade looks like a blowtorch or something. It doesn't look like a lightsaber. And I realize that they, like, wiped out all of the the, the fiction outside of the existing films. And I think uh, Star Wars Rebels, it, like, everything else is quote-unquote uh, legendary. What well, I don't know. There's something. It's it's not. Clone, it's not Clone, Clone, and Clone Wars, Clone Wars and Rebels and the lightsabers work. It's an arc of energy. It's not like something blasting out of a hole. It's like an actual arc. There's a loop and it's like actually not easy to handle because there's so much torque. And like that thing just looks like a fucking blowtorch with three tips on it. And it's I, I, will, I will give you this. I, I will give you this. And, and we will revisit the, 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 the tips conversation because I disagree with you a little bit on the tips. Um, but I will say this about the, about uh, just the tips. Listen, just the tips. Listen, listen. I didn't even have to make the joke. I just had to start laughing. <laughs> um, um, but I will say this about the look of the lightsaber. I know why they did it. Uh, the reason it looks like that is because they, they are trying to mimic the way that the lightsabers looked back in the 70s movie. 
because when they just had to rotoscope it and it was sort of that little flashy thing that that's how they looked in the in the in look episode four didn't look anything no. like that. They did a very bad job. I didn't see that at if all. That, yeah, if that's what they were trying to do, they fucking yeah. failed. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether or not they're trying to mimic the look of episode four, lightsabers don't look like that in episodes five, six, one, two, three, Clone Wars or Rebels. They, they don't look like that at no all. lightsabers so, ever looked like that. Yeah, None yeah, any in the top. Ta- nowhere. There's a practical reason for it to ever look like that. Now, here's yeah. the thing. If when I see the movie... The Jedi have lightsabers that look like the lightsabers we knew, but this guy has this other thing. I'm going to be way more okay with it. But if all the fucking lightsabers look like this, I'm going to be so I'm, mad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, it's going to really, it's, I'm, I'm sure I'll get over it, but it's going to be grating to me. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Agreed. Like, I might be able to get semi okay with it being its own thing, but even, even if I was to concede that, even if that's what it was, like, that's just a dumb motherfucker. Like, does he not know what sword guards are for? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not like a fencer. I did take fencing in college, though, and mm-hmm. um, I know a little something about weapons. Well, but I'm not a, like smi- a I'm not like a, a smithy or anything. But it does occur to me my <laughs> understanding of a, of a, of a, a hand guard is that it is to protect your hands right, from right. blade hits. So by its very nature, it shouldn't be able to slice your hand off. Right. Yes, but it would but it would it would block. So what I said to Mr. A is that But it wouldn't. If but Luke's wouldn't, if Luke's had had that, his hand wouldn't have gotten cut off. Not necessarily. Well, if Luke had had that, it still would have. It would have happened sooner because all he it would have taken. His own hand he would have cut his own hand off like a jackass. A Jedi wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, they went through this on the on Colbert. Do any, any of you guys watch Colbert Report? I know it's done now, but did any of you watch it before it ended? I I didn't watch the yeah. last couple seasons. All right, I watched Steven, the last episode. Colbert actually went through this where they were they did an animation of a lightsaber actually coming down across the blade where that hilt would be. But the thing is, there's actually a metal hilt where the light comes out of. So right there, where you would need the protection, there is no lightsaber. It would just go straight through that hilt and down da- and cut down into your hand anyway. Right, exactly. and so that and and then basically, so all you're doing is adding additional. Things that could harm you on the edge of that. Have you like, guys seen the? Have you is. guys seen the memes hey, on the on hey, the internet? If it had been George Lucas, there'd probably be like, it would be a, a a staff. So you'd have a blade on both sides, and you probably have like two of those cross guards. It'd have be like seen, ten times more dangerous. Have you seen the memes? Like 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 yeah. like like it, when Hanukkah yeah. when, when it was yeah. Hanukkah, there was one that was a menorah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's 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 one where it's like all. Good. Everything from a Swiss Army knife on it, but my favorite one, my favorite one is when the is with that hilt. There are like ten of them going up the sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, here's here's the thing, and 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 I will try and defend it. And my gut reaction was like, "What is that?" Um, you know why? Well, you know what my problem is? It's not that it's fucking stupid or that it's a big problem or that like if it were any other movie that I would have a problem with it. The problem that I have is specifically this, and I have this problem somewhat with the new character in the in uh, in uh, Rebels, the Inquisitor, who's kind of the bad guy. That has a double sided lightsaber, and the handle is a motor, so that he pushes a button and it spins around like a propeller, so he can hold it out. And you really can't defend against it. It's kind of cool, but I get the sense that the decision for the hilt was, what cool thing can we do with the lightsaber now? 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's always that's it. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. It was like, and it's not that, <laughs> like, no. It's not that it itself bothers me, but just like we were talking about on Voyager on the Fully Disclosed podcast, which you can find on iTunes or what's the other one? The SoundCloud. iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, just like we discussed on there, and you'll be able to hear us discuss in a couple of weeks, it's the corporate decision making that I can feel when yeah. I see those other things pop out. Absolutely. Not, I don't have a problem with the things themselves. Fine, there's laser things on the end of a sword and they point out sideways. Sure, fine, whatever. But the fact that it feels like a here's something cool for you decision. Not a Christmas gift of 2016. Uh, like immediately yes. that. That's the thing. That's Here's the thing. I don't know that my mind would ever make the leap to like, God, that's dumb, because they wouldn't have made something that's that patently stupid if it wasn't about, wait, a lightsaber isn't cool enough the way that it is. Shut right. your fucking mouth, you corporate bitches! A lightsaber isn't cool enough the way that it is? What the fuck is think, wrong with you? I think they're just they're not confident enough in their storytelling ability either, that they think they have to make like some cool lightsaber as a new addition to the movie because they can't ho- it won't hold up on the story alone. Right, because you can't actually engage. You can't. You can't d- tell a story like, "Here's what we can do." Blow, pow! Look at this it's, thing shining. It's demeaning to the audience. Right. Now, I will say this: it's with the exception, with the exception that I watched the trailer probably a hundred times. Um, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> totally, totally, totally judging, judging you. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what I will, what I will say is, I was actually really excited. I like the feel of the trailer. I like the look of the trailer. I like, like I like the look of the characters. I like that I didn't see a bunch of really, really, really like clearly CG everywhere. Um, I liked how real it felt. Um, I was a little bummed to see so much what looked like Tatooine because um, I'd like to see some other stuff. Um, I dug that whoever that new Sith guy who's running around is running around on a planet with snow and trees. Yeah. It's something we haven't seen. Um, so it's sort of a frozen, a frozen forest. That could be a fun place for Star Trek to take or Star Wars to take place. So I like the, there are aspects of it that I really, really liked the shot of the Falcon. I got it. And the TIE fighters like come up at the very end, got a big fucking chubby when I saw that. Yeah. Um, there was so <laughs> much of it that I really liked, um, the hilt. And then yes, the ball droid was a little distracting. Um, I, I want to reserve judgment until I see more. Um, but as it as as I my problem is going to be with the uh, with, with the way that Abrams likes to present things. He's all about mystery, mystery, mystery. He didn't even want to have a trailer, like he didn't want to have. And then he said, "Well, we'll put it in, in in theaters, but not online." And the problem is, is yes, it's a teaser, and yes, I like some mystery, but I have like there's so little information to glom onto. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, there's no, it's not even so little, there's no information. So we can have a 10 minute conversation about whether or not there should be a laser hilt on a, on a lightsaber. (laughs) Because there's nothing else to talk about. Exactly. Whether or not this black guy should be a stormtrooper. Yeah. I think that, I think that like, whereas, whereas, you know, I can't, I can't tell you a ton of stuff that happens in Avengers two, but that trailer seems meaty where this one seems like mozzarella sticks. And I, I want, it seems like that one's willing to give us more stuff and that the more stuff that it gives us, it teases stuff. And I know enough about Joss Whedon that if that trailer shows Captain America's shield chopped in half, you know, if that trailer showed Captain America getting killed, I know the one thing that wouldn't happen in that movie Captain is Captain America getting killed. So like, like 
there's a way to have a trailer give you enough meat to make you hungry because that that trailer really really did and i feel like that maybe this trailer was a little more trying to be so coy that maybe it hurt itself i feel well, like I, that's definitely true yeah and i agree with you just we just the best anyway like everything yeah, but, he does uh, is just we, amazing but we don't know that he cut that trailer like you go to some like like it's in terms of just trailer presentation, I don't mm. know. Mm. All right, our he last game approved the cut of the trailer though. Certainly, yeah. I would he imagine. Would, it's funny he has so much control. This is so much like Abrams, 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 and he's gone after this. He's not doing the next two, and he's not doing he's not doing the spinoff films. So, so really, doing, yeah. That, um, the guy. Have you seen Looper? Yes. No. Um, Wait, the guy who did, the guy who did okay. Looper, the guy who did Looper is doing episodes uh, seven and eight or eight, eight, uh, eight and nine, and it's interesting because Looper did a really good job of establishing a futuristic world, like it did a really mm-hmm. good like say what whatever else you might thought of the script and yes I thought the end of the the end of Looper was stupid as fuck, um, yeah. the world building but up until then it was great the yep. world building mm-hmm. was amazing. Like yeah. in terms of yeah. what the world is in the future in this movie, it's so good. So I have a lot of confidence in him. Um, but hey, we don't have a ton of time left, and I, I we would be remiss because I I sort of paused you on your thoughts, Alexia. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to go. There's one more major franchise that had a movie release over the time that we were gone, and that is The Hobbit. Um, I'll be the first, and then I'll let you continue what you're saying. I will say of the six Lord of the Rings based films, it is the worst. Hands down. Yeah, no contest. No contest. Brad? I haven't seen it yet, so I can't make oh, that judgment. Right. I've seen I've seen the five up to this point, and I have to say to be perfectly honest, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate mail for this. I haven't been a fan of any of them to be perfectly honest. Like the Hobbit movies here, I think I did enjoy a little bit. Uh more than the first three I like Martin Freeman a lot. I do too. But, it's not enough. But as, I, I've just never, I've never been a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies. I, the books, I just never thought the movies were well done. I, and, um, so I, never, so I never read the the Lord of the Rings books, so I don't have any like I don't have that same comparison, and I know that can really kill a movie. Though. You know, it's, the it's, Hobbit is way different. It is way different. And yeah, it's no, The Hobbit I've read, though. But you know why I, I've read The Hobbit? Because it's like 100 fucking pages. It's not right. three fucking epic it's, movies it's, long. It's two, it's He's adding it, so much. It's 288 just, pages. Okay, so I exaggerate a bit. My point being, <laughs> I remember... Small amount of really is okay. ...what happens in The Hobbit. And I really think I would remember Five Armies fighting. Uh, <laughs> actually, that, that does happen in The Hobbit. That does not happen in the that. Hobbit. Absolutely does the the five yeah, armies fighting. It absolutely it is. Mention it happening though. It it is yeah that that part actually does in happen. One paragraph. It's mentioned in one paragraph. Okay. Yeah. The According to the internet, which is probably why I don't fucking remember it. It's like a, you know they they took a lot of liberties and whatnot. And I don't even have a problem with that. I mean, that's the thing. There are plenty of great films that have taken, like, if you look at the Bourne movies, only the first Bourne movie is based on the book, and then they, they go their own direction, they do fine. And so I wouldn't have a problem with them deviating from the book if what they did made any fucking sense. Oh, my gosh. Or was, so, or was, was well written or was at, well acted or anything. Here's the, no, no. Yeah. I can't, I can't, okay. Yeah. I can. 
maybe a little bit blame the actors, but only a little bit. But um, not Martin, not Martin Freeman. But not Martin not, Freeman. And not no. Richard Armitage who played Martin Freeman. Played yeah, every scene. Martin Freeman nails, nails every scene. Like and he's Jordan just a shame. Gandalf is fine. And... Yes, and Gandalf yeah, he, he, he shines up some turds. Okay. He really does. All right. So the scene at the end. <laughs> Here it comes. The scene at the at the end. And I'm sorry, Bradley. You're you're just gonna get spoiled or plug your ears or whatever. But so when when Gandalf sits down next to uh, Bill Bilbo, right? Yes. It's Bil- yeah, it's, it's not Frodo, it's Bilbo. He sits down next to Bilbo and he's like picking his pipe, and like he looks over. At, I like I feel like that's Ian McKellen looking over at Martin Freeman, saying like, eh, you know, we're actors, we made a movie, we paid for this shit. <laughs> Like it is so. Like, yeah, like it definitely looks like because like, there's the thing is you have to understand, Brad. There's no dialogue in this exchange. It's like just like, their two characters yeah. sitting, and it's quiet. And he's like tapping, and he's like filling his pipe and shit, and they and, exchange some looks. And, and, it, it's, and like, it's after like all the, it's, it's after all the shit all of the, the movie, all the bad shit has happens. gone down. All the people and you don't so, want to die die, and all the fucking and all shit. of the like. <laughs> this is gonna be the five minute still where we go and we go in real we're, like we're close covering. and then we're going to come back out and then we're going to go in close again and then we're going to come back out and look at how his hair flows and like you know like the, the just like ridiculousness that is this film oh, and so and it's like clear that Martin Freeman is like looking to to him and being like except Martin Freeman like he has he has gut-wrenching scenes in this film it, no, he absolutely does but like there's spoiler so much- spoiler alert for for the hobbit if you haven't seen it i yeah, th- thanks for listening um, but I can't tell you when we're going to be done. So that's your last chance. We're going to talk about it. All right. Yeah. So, um, so Thorin dies, and when Thorin dies, Bilbo's reaction—it's well written, it's well he, shot, oh, it's well he's, acted. He's brilliant. It's astounding. The scene, not just him. The scene sure. is brilliant. Sure, it's brilliant. Is, it is. But it is so well made. Thi- there's so much more the of that with, film with, with Evangeline Lilly and the other guy and the other dwarf that like the, is the hot dwarf. dwarf. Yeah, that's in love with the elf or whatever. When she's like, and there's that moment, and like, and like, hold on, let me let me take like, a minute to just gaze at you. Let me no, it, like, and then gaze back, and then gaze, and it's the orc is like, hang on, I'll, I'll give you guys a minute before I uh, like kill him. You guys well, can have so, so, several me, minutes to stare at each other longingly while see, I I didn't, I didn't, slowly, I didn't mind and then that switch to the other and pan in slowly, and then but, switch to the other. And zoom in slowly. I'm okay with that back. though, because that's that's what I liked about Lord of the Rings. I, I believe it or not, I wish this movie was was longer, because oh I. Oh, if oh that, my god! Here's the thing, though. Here's a, here's a and, and people oh make. Oh my god! Hold on for one fucking second yeah, and listen right. to me. They took out all the context, and that's the problem. With the first problem with the film is that the first ten minutes of the film is the last ten minutes of the last film, and I will say this: I liked the first Hobbit. And I kind of liked the last one, but there, when it ended, I was like, you're fucking ending there? I'll bet there's going to be something huge and epic about Smog in the next one. Smog literally gets killed before the clo- opening credits are done. There was no yeah. reason that that scene should not have been the last scene of the last film. Yes. And that is yeah, my... I was right. upset about that. that I was, was upset my... about that one in the second movie. Guess what? There's no, there's no payoff for you. There's no payoff. That's the thing. That would have been no. a perfectly. It's, it's a fine scene. The invasion. The, the, what Smaug does. It's a perfectly fine scene. It would have been a perfectly and if that's fine. That would have been a perfect end. place to end it. Honestly, the that's the problem. Time. Though it would have been a perfect end. Yeah. And and then and then angry. And then this yeah. film. And then this film would have been the story of the five armies. You'd be like, oh, fuck, Smog just destroyed Lake Town. I wonder what's going to happen next. But they, they shove it into the beginning of this film. And it's interesting yeah, you when know I say... Else, you know what other medium does that? Soap operas. 
They invented so, that shit. Yeah. Soap so operas the, invented that shit. And so that's when exactly I say, what this movie looks like. One giant elvish soap opera. So when I say that I wish this when I say that I wish this film were With longer, like random goblins the and, first, and, and the first generated like I have a little arm and a big arm and then I have every, legs and every the, the other five Lord of the Rings. And a CG Billy Connolly dwarf. And a CG yeah. Billy Connolly. Yeah, because we I kind of liked him. I got to Oh, you would. You would. Why is he CG? Why is he CG? You wonder why he's CG? Because I'm Peter Jackson, motherfucker. I'm everything CG. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But here's here's the thing. The other the other five Lord of the Rings movies all start with some kind of prologue. That whether it's a history prologue or you're seeing like the how Smeagol was created and the last one you saw how how Thorin met met Gandalf. This one didn't have that. There's no flashback at the beginning of the movie. It's just like here go, and then the, and then you you sort of feel. I, I immediately felt like something was wrong because as soon as they're done with Lake Town, they're like, hey, you know how we've been teasing Sauron? We've been teasing Sauron. We've been teasing him, teasing him. No, let's, now that's done. We're going to have we're gonna have Christopher Lee's stunt double do a little kung fu for 10 minutes, and then Sauron's gone. We spent two, two movies saying, well, and I was so, you complain about what they added to The Hobbit. I was so into what they added. I liked that they were connecting it to Lord of the Rings. I liked that they but, added the oh, song. Yeah. On you liked it so much that it made complete sense that he's like, go find Strider the baby in a well, forest Well, that's the thing, somewhere. but no, hear, hear me out. But that, Stop I'm it. Agreeing with you. I'm agreeing. stupid. Hold on, hold on a second. Listen, <laughs> she shut the fuck up for one second and listen. You've been talking for like 10 minutes. I my, shut up. My point is this. I'm agreeing with you. In the first two Hobbit movies, I was into the Sauron subplot that they added. So when they, in the first 10 minutes of this film, are just like, Sauron shows up, everybody shows up to fight him for 10 minutes, there's some cool CGI, and he goes and he's boom, he's gone. I was like, what the fuck? That was the plot that I liked. Like, I was into where that was going, and you were just like, oh, yeah, well, it's like, it felt like, you know what this movie felt like? It felt like fucking checking boxes. It felt like smog invades, checked. And here's the end of the Sauron thing, checked. And here's some battles, checked. And here's the here's the not as good Aragorn relationship, checked. And just like like it felt like it felt like checking boxes. And that what that's what bothered me. And and when you get down to it, here's my big question. And this I'm st- I'm cribbing this from now playing. Why were the elves fighting? Yeah. They wanted. They wanted their small case of jewelry back, (laughs) dude. That jewelry super important. Even though he like throws it on the ground in that one scene in this movie, and it's like, dude, we just cleaned that up. Like we just picked all that shit up. Why would you do that? Like that's. But that's that's what that's what they're fighting for. Even be okay. You know what, guys? I'd even be okay if not for like the Jar Jar Binks of the film. The the. The second in command of Lake Town with his fake dress oh and boobs God. and and his unibrow. What are you doing on this guy? Why are you doing even, this? I don't Why know. Are you in this movie? I can't. I can't. Why is this the happening? whole thing? I just fucking can't. I just and no. Even then, I was all, soap opera was, villain. I'm just saying. And then soap he was gone. If ever there was one. Then for he sure. was gone, and I was almost like back into it. I was kind of into the battles. Like I said, I liked Dane, and then and well, you then, know what. You know what? And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. Then, you know, Bilbo, he is fucking killer with some stones, dude. Like, do not fuck <laughs> with that hobbit if he's got a 
man. You are going down. I don't care how badass a fucking goblin or orc or whatever the fuck you are. If you're as big as a tower, motherfuck that shit. I've got a stone and I am going to hit you with it, bitch. He is such a badass. And can you know what? You know who I still love? And people talk about this and they don't love this, but I do. I love Orlando Bloom. I love him a lot. I like him. And I I love his superpower, okay? No. Do what you want, but Legolas' superpower is pretty fucking great. What he, is his superpower? His superpower is to direct animals through use of violence in battle. It's a superpower, dude, with the bat, and then the other thing, nobody else yeah. can do that, but no, no. Yeah, that's so Legolas' yeah. superpower. So here's the thing. I was, first of all, like, like I liked Evangeline Lilly's character. I thought it, I didn't even mind the, the 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 soap opera love story thing. But they were like, "Hey, let's go make them go away for a quarter of the movie, and then they'll come back at the end." And I didn't even mind any of that stuff. But when fucking Legolas starts playing Super Mario Brothers, like he's just part. he's I love jumping that. from I stone. Love that. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know that part? Now playing set of first. I didn't care I, about I or anyone in that movie anymore. So at that point, I was just like, that looks cool. That, that was, was it. The shark. That was jumping the shark for me. Because the minute was jumping he jumped on the, the back, shark for you. Nothing before that. That was jumping the shark. Because you know what? I, I had so much goodwill. I, I, had so much, I, had <laughs> I can't so even goodwill. do it. <laughs> I had so much goodwill from the first three movies. And the, fir- and the, and the first two Hobbit movies, were I, were I was kind of okay with them. So I walked into this one, and, and it's that feeling you get. It's that feeling, I, it's that feeling I had when I was watching episode one. where you're going, And we talked about this, where you're going, it's okay. No, 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 it's okay. And you're just kind of like at the point where you're like you're in your mind. You're kind of going, but but I still like the world and it's okay. And then the minute that he jumped on the bat, I was like, no, 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 no. Please don't let him hang upside. No, fuck. And I was done. That was Dude, but like that's Legolas's superpower. It was well established in Lord of the Rings when he's with the elephant. That's his superpower. Okay. Technically, Deal doesn't with it. establish that for Lord of the Rings. Huh? I hope. I have this hope. <laughs> that that I'm gonna and I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna see the extended cut mostly because no, the, no. You know what? it doesn't need extensions. You know what it needs? A fucking That's big a axe to be taken to it to check just chop away bullshit. Like one movie, like one out, movie of out of those three films, and maybe that would be watchably good. Because seriously, I'm telling you, in that final moment and when they're sitting there, film three can go. 90, yeah, ninety percent of film three fucking gone, dude, just gone. Like I'm telling you, it was he was into it. Until that, until this movie, I'm telling you, he was into it. And he's sitting there, though, and he's looking up at him, and he's like, I can't believe I did this shit. And he's like, dude, we're actors. They paid us a lot of money for it. Trust yeah, me. Well, I did the Lord of the Rings. It's good money. Well, here's the thing, is that, is that the, the, the first three movies was like the, the most amazing lay you ever had. And then, the, 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 then you get into it, and you're like, I'm gonna, this is going to be great again. And the first movie of the Hobbit movies, I'm kind of into it. They're singing. I'm into Bilbo's journey. But Bilbo's barely in this fucking film, by the way. Um, and then, right? then like it's get it, it's second one. It's getting a little awkward. And then you get to the end of this. You get to the end of this third one. You get to the end of this one. You're like, come on! If we keep trying, I'm gonna try and keep a good attitude. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. And at the end, you get to that point where you realize it's not working out. And the thing is, is you realized it wasn't working out very early on. But I was that optimistic one, going, "Come on, no, this is gonna be fine, guys. This is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine." So for me, it was the Orlando Bloom moment at the end when I realized I was walking away from this movie with fucking blue balls. And the reason I'm walking away is because. I don't hate 
the idea of free Hobbit movies. I don't hate the first two. If this one was good, I would have walked away going, it would have been good to make these. But this one wasn't. And we got to the end. And when you're when you're having a bunch of sex and it's not as good as you wanted and you don't get to come at the end, then you know what? Then, then it makes the first two a lot less worth it. And there was a lot of teasing and there was a lot of foreplay and I was into what the, the, the stuff that they added, I was into it. And the fact that they blew it is even more damning for me than maybe if you were like already in like the second movie going, yeah, this kind of bullshit. I wasn't. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. And when they don't pay it off, it's even fucking worse because you're like, how could you? Like you had, there's a movie that you could have made that would have been good and you didn't. Potentially, maybe. I don't know. Like I'm 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 not as certain as you are of that. Like I definitely didn't like I I, I was certainly like like by the second movie, like I was like, oh, uh, 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 okay. Like, I don't I don't know. But like I I had checked out long before we get to Super Mario. Like I it was all I mean, the 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 plethora of things that are just wrong like there is one thing i will give this movie and it is absolutely a beautiful thing there is a perfect shot in this film and it's perfection in every way shape and form it's when he it's right after super mario it's right around around super mario it's when legolas throws him the sword and he pulls it out of the guy as he's falling and it's not the it's the shot where he's looking down the sword as he's hanging over the edge into the camera it's fucking money Every day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's a perfect shot. But, like, other than that, the rest of the movie can go. Like, yeah. uh, oh, um, and the, and but, the, and but why the, does it hurt so much? Because it was true. You keep, like, and one sentence. You just said that shit before, dude. Like, you, before you said, you, it said wasn't real. you said it wasn't real. Because, like, elf love is better or something. And he was just a dwarf. I think that's what he said. I don't fucking know. And then he's all like, your mother loved you. Gee, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Oh, and now, now you're going to go on your journey, and I'm going to link this to Lord of the Rings in a way that makes no sense whatsoever. On your journeys, because you're an elf and you're ageless. Go oh, find man. a man named Strider. He, he goes by Strider. That's what he says. He goes by Strider. Really? <laughs> he does? Because I'm pretty sure that he's not fucking alive yet! Yeah. Who? He's Wait, a little who? babe in the woods that's been no, given not. the name no, no, of no, Strider. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. Not true. Why? Strider's like a couple hundred years old. Is he a human? Is he a human? He's He's a a fucking human, right? It's established in the books and in the films that he's like a hundred something years old. Absolutely. It's absolutely. Aragorn, absolutely. Yep. It's it's Bilbo's uh, 112nd birthday. Yes. At the beginning of The Lord of the Rings. Yes. And and, how old is Bilbo in this movie? Like 55 or 56. Bullshit. 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 I'm not. No. Bullshit. He's 55. Can someone Google that right now? All right. (laughs) Someone look that up right now. There's no way he's 55. I'm supposed to believe that he's 55 in this film. They all age weird, weird, but they, 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 they talked about in the extended version of the second movie. And it's in the book that Aragorn is like he, because he spent so much time with the elves that he's in the hundreds. But when? When is he in the hundreds? Is it because he in grew up as a human the, and the then two, he winds up? He is older than Bilbo. I understand that. But I'm so, saying, if you're saying so he spends the, enough time with the elves that it slows down his aging process, was he born with the elves? 
I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I just I know that so. I know I that he's older than Bilbo. I know that he's older than Bilbo. But by so how say, much? But so during this movie, he would be at least Bilbo's age. In no. the movies, Aragorn says he's eighty-seven. If he was born before him. He would be. If he was born before and built before. Oh, if he was Bilbo. born before Bilbo. You know what? Somebody crack out the Cimmerillion and see who begat whom when. Yeah. <laughs> see who begat whom when. Because I don't know if I'm buying that. So, guys, listen. I guess it says we're... that Aragorn is eighty-seven. So if he's if he's eighty-seven and he'd be like eighteen, he'd be like eighteen in this. Eighteen? No, this is hundreds. That's all. Fifty-five. Not hundreds of years. But But it it'd be a hundred years later, roughly. No, he wasn't eleven. It would be about eighty years later. Eighty. Okay, five. Seventy. Eighty years. Seventy. Eighty years. I don't know. He'd be about eighteen years old. Go. I guess the point is, go see Birdman. He already earned a rep as Strider at eighteen. He'd already earned a rep as Strider at eighteen. You know what the thing is? No. You know why they call him Strider? Strider is the name of his dick. It was so forced. (laughs) (laughs) He called it. He called it. He called his dick the faux hammer. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely the the line he would use on chicks. They call it Strider. Bibble's like, (laughs) like, my dick is called Sting. And they're like, your dick is called Stinger. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know why they called me a ranger? Oh, Oh, my. Because I'm a stranger? With an ST, wait, no, wait, no, hold on. That didn't work out like I was going to. Um, yay, jokes are funny. Hey, listen, um, Brad, <laughs> thank you for joining us on Crack Off. Um, I yeah, hope you had a good time, man. Punchline. Thank you. Um, yes, thanks for com- for joining us. And yeah. and, um, and, and l- l- largely thank you for listening to me scream a lot. <laughs> That's really to everyone. No. <laughs> I hope you guys had fun. Well, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about. Um, this is going to be a huge year. For Trek Off, it's a huge year for Ninjas Versus. It's a huge year for sci-fi. We got the Avengers coming out. We got Star Wars coming out. We got a lot of Star Trek news that's going to be happening. This is going to be a huge year to Trek Off with us. So please stick with us in 2015. Um, listen to the Fully Disclosed podcast. Um, uh, Google them. We're going to be on there. So if you want like an extra dose of Trek Off, like you have to go listen to them. Um, and when you said that's going to be airing late January, early February, right? Absolutely. It'll probably be either last week of January, first week of February. You might as well get caught up now, guys. Might as well go listen to start listening now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're the, the editing now that Monsters is, is out uh, and you everyone knows, hopefully, that's uh, on VOD and DVD on February 3rd in the U.S. and the U.K. It's on January 26th. Um, go to ninjasversus.com for more. Um, but it's going to be a huge year for End Light, for Trek Off, for Geeks Radio, for fully disclosed podcast can be a huge year for all of us so uh thanks welcome to 2015 guys yeah thank you guys so much again for having me on um we have uh alexia of foregoes her right to end in her (laughs) normal way and gives it very generously to our guests when they're on so if you could please um if you could please to our listeners if you could just tell them to trek off bitches it would make us smile and laugh to no end (laughs) trek off bitches <laughs> this
this is it. The wait is over. Ninjas vs. Monsters is coming to DVD and video on demand. In the UK on January 26th on DVD at Amazon.com and wherever you stream movies. Then on February 3rd in the US, Ninjas vs. Monsters explodes onto DVD. For exclusive offers, go to ninjasvs.com or go to iTunes, Xbox, Comcast, PlayStation, or wherever you rent or buy movies. If you're a Trek-Off fan, that DVD has Justin and Alexia doing a Trek-Off commentary right there in the DVD. It has Alexia in a starring role. It's written and directed by Justin. You should really go right now to ninjasvs.com and check it out.